Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host, Brandy, and on this show we talk about all things wrestling, from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT and NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And on this show we're going to be covering NXT for 713 and NXT UK for 715. So let's jump into the ring and let's get into the action with NXT for 713. NXT, of course, opens with the first match of the night being a women's match. Now, like I've told everyone, I stand by my women's division no matter what company they're in. So, I stand by the, stand by everybody in NXT and NXT UK. And it starts out with, of course, Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai with Raquel Gonzalez coming out with her. I'm going to say this, and I'm only going to say it once, and I'm not going to say it again. How many times does Raquel Gonzalez have to come out with Dakota Kai? Can Dakota Kai not handle a match by herself? To me, as a wrestling fan and a female wrestling fan, it kind of perceives as Dakota Kai wants to hide behind Raquel Gonzalez, like Raquel's her bodyguard. We all know that Dakota Kai is capable of winning matches without any inside interference, without any help whatsoever. We know this. We've seen it. We've seen Dakota do it. We know Dakota's capable of it. But every time, every time she has a match with anybody as of late, she has always had Raquel Gonzalez by her side. And it's getting old. But anyways, this match, incredible. It's an incredible match. Between these two ladies. Raquel Gonzalez, of course, being the X Factor in the whole thing. You know, Ember's looking over her shoulder waiting for Raquel to make a move. It's an incredible match. These two ladies bring it. If you want to see it, go check it out on social media. Or go to Peacock. Peacock. I'm plugging Peacock. For those of you who don't have it. For those of you who want to get it. Go check out Peacock. WWE Network is on Peacock and you can catch NXT, NXT UK, Raw and SmackDown and all those great NXT favorites on and all the favorites of WWE on Peacock. If you can't get Peacock, go look it up on your social media. Go check it out because I promise you, Ember Moon and Dakota Kai bring out the best in each other and they showcase what they're both capable of doing. It's an incredible match fantastic women's match. Like I said, stand by my women's division, and these girls brought it to the next level. Incredible. Of course, it ends with Dakota Kai winning. Who didn't see that coming? When you got the X-Factor Raquel Gonzalez in your corner, you're not actually, whatever opponent comes out is not going to fare well against Dakota Kai. But what happens after the match is absolutely jaw-dropping and mind-blowing. Dakota and Raquel are in the ring and they're celebrating her win. They're absolutely excited that she won this match. Then the lights go out in the Capitol Wrestling Center. It gets completely and absolutely dark. When the lights come back on, Zia Lee is standing at the top of the entrance ramp. You heard me correctly, everyone. Zia Lee. She is standing at the top of the entrance ramp and she strolls, I mean strolls, to the ring and gets in the ring with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. 
Now, you're not quite sure what's going to happen. You don't know who at first Zia Lee is going after. Your mind is racing as to who exactly Zia, this dangerous, dangerous woman, is going to go up against. Or who she's going to get in the face of. She does the boldest and bravest and gutsiest thing I've ever seen Zaya do in her entire career. She steps up to Raquel Gonzalez. Right up to her face to face. Looks at her and says, I want you and I want that. Pointing to her NXT Women's Championship match. Literally, everybody is holding their breath, waiting to see what Raquel is going to do. You even see Dakota Kai in shock that Zaya has the balls and the nerve to stand up to Raquel Gonzalez and say, Hey, I want that title. I want you. Let's have a match. Raquel responds with, You want this? You got it. So, we're going to see Zaya Lee and Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's title. Going to be interesting to see what happens. Going to be interesting to see if Zaya has her number. Of course, we know she's going to come out with her bodyguard, Boa. We know that the dragon herself is going to be sitting up at that entrance ramp. We know what's going to happen. But does Raquel realize what she's got herself into? Dakota Kai can only save her from one person, but she can't save her from everybody. So, can Raquel keep her title? Can she keep her foothold as the women's champ? Or will Zia Lee take home the gold? Going to be interesting to see what happens with that match. Cameron Grimes. We know what happened at the Great American Bash. We know that Cameron Grimes lost his shot at the million dollar title and he has to be LA Knight's butler. We were skeptical exactly how this was going to go down and what was going to happen but luckily for us NXT delivers us the answer. Cameron Grimes arrives at LA Knight's home. He gets out of the car and he walks up and LA Knight opens the door and LA Knight tells him I didn't think you'd show. I thought you'd be chicken and not show. I figured that you would just you know Completely and absolutely not even take a second thought at being my butler. And Cameron Grimes tells him, I'm a man of my word. That's what I do. We all know Cameron. Cameron Grimes says he's going to do something. He does it. We know he, when he says he's going to do something, nine times out of ten, he's going to succeed in what he does. And, of course, he does show up. L.A. Knight basically takes him, you know, tells him, look. Meet me in the backyard. Come around. There's a gate over there. Walk around. Come around to the backyard and we'll go from there. So Cameron follows him to the backyard. And when he gets back there, L.A. Knight's sitting there and he goes, There's one thing I want you to do before you become my butler. You need to trim your hair. And I mean, and even give your hair, your long hair, your chest hair, everything a nice little trim. I want you to look spit spot for me. I want you to look good. So... He does it. Without hesitation, Cameron Grimes does it. And L.A. Knight then starts picking at Cameron about the way he looks after he got his hair trimmed and everything. And how he's just literally making fun of Cameron Grimes you know, at Cameron Grimes' expense. But Cameron, he looks at him and goes, I love this new look. This looks good on me. I like it. Hmm, this is kind, kind of nice. L.A. Knight is mad that what he says to Cameron Grimes 
doesn't even make Cameron flinch. And he storms off. He's absolutely mad. Interesting to see what's going to happen in the Cameron Grimes L.A. Night story. And this whole thing with the butler. What are we going to see? Hoping and hoping that we get to see more of the segment before NXT ends tonight. So then we get Bobby Fish versus Tyler Russ of Diamond Mind. And of course Diamond Mind comes out with him. This, I'm happy to see Bobby Fish back. I've told you guys, I thought, I mean, Bobby Fish is an incredible in-ring competitor. He's incredible with Kyle O'Reilly, and he's incredible without Kyle O'Reilly. Bobby Fish has showcased what Bobby Fish can do, and he's absolutely incredible. So when you put him with Tyler Russ, it's kind of interesting, because you've got a former Undisputed Era member, Roderick Strong, in Diamond Mine. So it's going to be interesting to see what Roddy does, and whether Roddy will... Interfere in the match or what will happen. It's an incredible matchup. I promise you, you will not be disappointed in what Bobby Fish and Tyler Russ do. They showcase what they can do as in-ring performers. They're absolutely incredible. Of course, it does end with Tyler Russ winning that. He did win at fair and square. Diamond Mine didn't get involved. He won it fairly. But what happens afterwards is the shocker. Afterwards, Diamond Mine decides to surround Fish in the ring. Reminds me of Shades of the Shield. Shades of the Wyatt family. Circling that ring like vultures, waiting to attack the prey in the center of the ring. And they do. They come in and they literally are destroying Bobby Fish. Roderick Strong, Tyler Russ... All of them destroy him. The whole time, Michael Bivens is standing back in joy, reaping the rewards of his, you know, his group, loving every minute of it. There be Fish is outnumbered. Fish is outnumbered from the beginning. He was outnumbered in the match, and now he's outnumbered after the match. Fish is literally getting destroyed. When out of nowhere, literally nowhere, the cruiserweight champion, Koshida, comes out with a chair and starts swinging for the fences. He clears, I mean clears, the ring of Diamond Mine. Clears them out. Then turns to Bobby Fish and helps Bobby Fish up. And him and Bobby Fish are standing tall, staring at Roderick Strong and the members of Diamond Mine. This goes back to when Roderick Strong attacked Koshida after his match with Kyle O'Reilly. This goes back that far. You knew darn well... Koshida was not going to let Roderick Strong get away with that kind of an attack. And for him to stand up to Bobby with Bobby Fish even makes it better because it shows what kind of a champion Koshida really is. It shows what kind of a person Koshida really is. And I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen with Diamond Mine and Bobby Fish and Koshida. The sky's the limit as to exactly what's going to transpire and what's going to happen between these teams because it's going to be incredible. I promise you, it's going to end in an incredible fight. I promise you, it will. It's going to be amazing. Now we move on. <clears throat> Backstage, we see Samoa Joe and he's walking around. We know what's going to happen later on tonight. You know, main event match. We all found out last week what's going to happen, but Joe's in the back and he walks into one of the gyms that's in the back of the you know, the Capital Wrestling Center. And it happens to be a gym that Karrion Cross is working at. And we all know Karrion Cross trains and practices before every match. The man 
is notorious for doing that. He preps. He gets ready. He studies his opponents. He knows what he's going up against before he gets into a match. He's always ready, primed and ready to get into a match. But he walks into the gym where Karrion Cross is training. Cross is hitting the heavy bag, kicks, punches. Scarlet's in the back watching him, you know, there's a WWE trainer at the side watching Carrion's, you know, doing his thing, practicing and training, you know, getting prepped and ready for his match with Johnny Gargano. And Joe comes up and tries to tell Cross how to hit, you know, that he could do better. He could hit that punching bag better if he did it this way. Or if he did it this way. He's trying to give Carrion Cross pointers. We know as fans of Carrion Cross, that man does not take pointers from anybody. He is a stealth-trained fighter. He doesn't want anybody getting involved in any of his training or anything that he's doing. And if you step in his way, it's not going to be pretty. You become a target. So it's best not to do it. But of course, Joe, trying to be this good sportsman that he is, tries to give him pointers to help him out. To try to help him advance, you know, get better against Johnny Gargano. Well, Carrie and Nate listening to him. He keeps kicking the bag. He keeps hitting the bag. He keeps doing the same thing he's been doing since Joe walked in. Totally and absolutely ignoring Samoa Joe altogether. Ignoring his pointers. Ignoring everything. Well, Joe, Joe doesn't like when you ignore him. He's a man that does not like when you ignore him and you disrespect him. So what does he do? He literally kicks the bag and it hits Carrion. Carrion just stops. Scarlet just literally goes over there as close as she can to Carrion to try to keep Carrion from doing something that he's going to drastically regret later. That could cost him this match against Johnny Gargano. Could cost him his NXT title. She doesn't want him doing that so she comes over close to him just to try to keep Carrion calm so that he doesn't overreact and doesn't overstep his bounds. Carrion just walks up to Joe, looks him square in the eye and says, if you get involved in my match and cost me my title tonight, it's over for you. Just saying it's over. So you better pay close attention. And that's it. He walks away. This confrontation between Joe and Carrion is heating up and it's heating up in an electric way. I'm not quite sure where NXT is going with this. What What's going to happen? It's going to be interesting what happens in the match tonight because we all know that Joe is a special guest referee. Could he get involved in Karrion's and Gargano's match? Could he cost Karrion the NXT title? It's possible. But it's going to be interesting. Could Pete Dunne come out? We don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in this match. But that confrontation between Joe and Karrion is building up. It's a matter of time before the volcano blows and Karrion Cross makes Joe his next victim. It's only a matter of time. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. So we move on. Saray and Gia Donnelly have a match. This match is an incredible match. If you guys have not seen Saray, you need to go check her out. She is from Japan. She is absolutely an incredible competitor. Incredible. And Gia, absolutely. This girl, she's fantastic. She's just, these two really have a great, great chemistry together. In-ring chemistry, they're great. It's a fantastic match. But midway through the match, a surprise comes up. Something we weren't expecting. And it absolutely boggles my mind. And I'm going to tell you who shows up, and then I'm going to tell you why it boggles my mind. Midway through the match, Saray and Gia are having a great fight 
when Mandy Rose walks out on the NXT stage. Yes, my listeners, you heard me correct. Mandy Rose. We're absolutely in shock. Now, I'm going to tell you why it boggles my mind. Because Mandy and Dana are in a storyline on Raw involving Natalia and Tamina. Here WWE goes again, messing with superstars, shifting them around when they're in the middle of a storyline. I have a problem with that. I don't like it. It drives me crazy. If you're going to put them in a storyline, leave them in the dang storyline. Don't move them somewhere else because then the creative writers have to scramble to come up with something else. And you separated her from Dana Brooke. Her and Dana were great together. They were amazing. Great tag team. Had great chemistry together. And they were looking forward to going on the road together. And now you sent her back to NXT? I'm not saying it's not a step down, but it's kind of smack in the face to Dana Brooke. And it's kind of a smack in the face to Mandy. Because Mandy deserved the opportunity to go for those titles. She had been working her butt off to get to that point. And now she's back in NXT. To me, that wasn't fair to Dana. And that wasn't fair to Tamina and Natalya. And that definitely messed up the storyline that was going on in Raw. Now we don't know what's going to happen. Because Mandy's in NXT. But anyways, she doesn't get involved in the match. She's just watching, observing paying close attention to Saray and Gia. Saray and Gia have an incredible match. Even with Mandy standing there, it doesn't distract them from their end goal of winning the match. It's an incredible match. It's a fantastic match. Saray does win that match. Guys, you've got to go check out the segment because I'm telling you, it boggles the mind that they're putting people in storylines on Raw and SmackDown and then they turn around and they move them. They move them or they let them go. It boggles the mind as to exactly what is going on in WWE right now. Because obviously, Nick Khan doesn't know what the heck he's doing. He has no idea what he's doing. Him and his board of directors are absolutely messing everything up. So it's really boggling my mind as to why they either want to move them in the middle of the storyline or they want to get rid of them in the middle of the storyline. It makes no sense to me, and it's got me scratching my head. But anyways, Mandy Rose is in NXT now. Not quite sure what's going to happen with that. So then we get Dexter Loomis versus Santos Escobar. And of course, Legardo El Fantasma are out there. Raheem Wild and Rob Mendoza are out there. I'm going to go in to tell you right now. Dexter Loomis is an incredible competitor. When he first showed up in NXT, I wasn't quite sure about it. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't like him. I, I, I just didn't. I just didn't. There was something about him I didn't like. But as he went on in NXT, he grew on me. He grew on me big time. Just like Cameron Grimes grew on me. you got to show me something for me to be able to say, Okay, yes, I like this in-ring competitor. As for Santos Escobar, he impressed me from the very beginning when he was in the cruiserweight competition. He absolutely impressed me because, one, he's Lucha Libre royalty. He showcased what Lucha Libre is all about. He really showed what he could do. Dexter Loomis has really grown on me. Now, you put these two together at the height of this, and it's at 
absolutely amazing. I was looking forward to this match from the very beginning because you got two of the best in-ring competitors, one Lucha Libre and one a little bit dark, going against each other, and you can only imagine how that match is going to turn out. And believe me, it turned out amazing. Dexter being spooky as he always does, scaring Santos Escobar. Escobar gets out of the ring, of course, because Dexter's frightened him, frightened him to death. Goes around, Dexter disappears. We're not quite sure where Dexter is. Dexter tries to pull him under the ring. Yeah, Lagardo gets Santos out. When they get him out, Dexter comes crawling out, creeps them all out, scares them all. It's an incredible match. Absolutely incredible. But then again, like I said, Santos Escobar is a classic heel. He really is. He's classic heel. And he really shows what Lucha Libre is all about. And he, of course, did win that match. But he didn't win it by himself. Legardo El Fantasma, a.k.a. Mendoza and Wild, helped assist him in winning that match. He does get the Phantom, drive Phantom Driver on Loomis, but I don't think it's over between Escobar and Loomis. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But then it's what happens after the match that kind of stirs the pot just a little bit. Santos Escobar and Mendoza and Wild are going up the ring celebrating the win over Loomis. Enjoying the you know, spoils of victory. They're loving it. They're absolutely loving it. And they're going up the entrance ramp when they get stopped by Hit Row. They stop them in the middle up on the in the middle of the entrance ramp. All the while, Dexter Loomis is in the ring. Keep that in mind. He's in the ring. Swerve Scott has, North America champ, has the gall to go up to Santos Escobar and they start fighting. From the beginning, Hit Row has done nothing but disrespect Santos Escobar. Swerve, he is Lucha Libre royalty. Are you insane to challenge someone of that kind of caliber of performance? Are you stupid? Are you insane? Have you hit your head? But eventually, they let, let Lagardo El Fantasma walk off. Both teams walk off. Do I see Hit Row and Lagardo El Fantasma having a clash? Oh, yes, I do. Do I see Escobar and Swerve having a clash, possibly for that North American title? You bet you I do. I see it coming. Now, will Dexter Loomis play some kind of part in this? It's highly possible. It's going to be interesting to see what happens between these teams and what, it, it, what, I don't even know what Swerve is thinking challenging Santos Escobar. That is the dumbest thing you could ever do. Keep in mind, he held that cruiserweight title for a very long time. Nobody could get it off of him until Kushida did it. I'm telling you, it's not smart to challenge him when you're holding a title. It's not smart. Just saying. Just saying. So, we get back again to the Cameron Grimes L.A. Knight story. We get back to Cameron Grimes and we're at L.A. Knight's house. Grimes is called again after he went through his shaving and they tried to, you know, Knight tried to humiliate him and it didn't work. He gets called in tonight and Knight tells him, look, from now on, I don't want you to call me by my name. I want you to call me sir. If you're going to be my butler, you have to call me sir. Everything you say ends and begins with sir. That's what you need to do as a butler. That shows respect. 
you need to do it. He says, and then I have a job for you. I want you to mow, mow my multi-acre lawn. Mow, you heard me, mow his multi-acre lawn with a push mower from the front of my house to the back of my house. And he tells, you know, tells him, he says, do you understand? And Grimes is like happy. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get right on it, sir. Again, Cameron Grimes toying and pushing L.A. Knight to his limit. I'm excited about this. I love watching this. I'm kind of interested to see, are we going to see a little bit more of the saga of the Cameron Grimes L.A. Knight story? going to be interesting to see, but I love what Grimes is doing tonight. I love it. He's toying with him. I see it. Well, after the break, Indy Hartwell, after the match with Dexter Loomis and Santos Escobar, she comes down to the ring. After what Loomis did to her for her last week in her match where she lost the titles, she tries to carry Loomis off the same way he did her last week. This Indy Hartwell-Loomis story is getting more. I'm with Beth Phoenix. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. It's incredible, but she tries to carry him. She realizes she can't carry him. He's too heavy. He's bigger than her. She can't pick him up because he's all muscle. And she falls. But when she falls, she falls on top of him. He's under her. And she's looking at him and does wondering eyes and that lustful look between the two of them. And just as they're about to kiss, Candice LeRae comes down and pushes her off of Loomis and shoves Loomis out of the way and tells Indy, what do you think? No, come on, and drags Indy up the entrance ramp. And that's it. This Dexter Loomis saga is getting better and better. I'm loving the Indy Hartwell story. I'm looking forward to seeing... Are we going to get to see him kiss? Are they going to go on a date? Are we going to see anything? I'm interested to see what's going to happen and if he can find a way to get around Candace LeRae and Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm pretty sure he can get around Austin Theory. He scares Theory, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens between those two. Next we get, like I told you guys, the breakout tournament is going on. For those of you who don't know what the breakout tournament is... The breakout tournament is basically they've selected a handful, hand few of some of the best talent in the performance center. And they go against each other head to head in a tournament. The final two competitors face each other. You advance in the tournament and you end up becoming down to two final competitors. They face each other in a one on one match. The winner of that tournament gets to get a chance to go against any NXT champ of his choosing. So, we get the breakout tournament, Duke Hudson versus Geo. It's an incredible match, guys. If you guys have not seen the breakout tournament, you need to go check it out. Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, some of the best in NXT right now started in that breakout tournament. It's an incredible match. Absolutely incredible. There was a match the week before on 205 Live. It was an incredible match. Absolutely. I mean, these breakout tournament matches are fantastic. If you guys have not seen them, go look them up on your social media. I promise to go check them out on Peacock. You're going to love them. They're absolutely incredible. Of course, it does end with Duke Hudson advancing to the next round. Duke Hudson's incredible. Gotta give him props where props is due. But his opponent, Geo, was absolutely amazing. 
they really need to give this guy an NXT contract because he's absolutely amazing. He needs to be pulled from the Performance Center and put you know, on NXT television because he's absolutely incredible. Every single one of these stars in the breakout tournament are incredible. So it's going to be interesting to see who do cuts and faces next and who else advances in this tournament and who comes out as the winner and gets a shot at a title and what title they choose to go after. Sky's the limit of who they could take. I mean, there's plenty of titles out there. Plenty. So then we move on to backstage. Tommaso Ciampa and Thatcher are kind of talking about their loss last week against M MSK. They give MSK props where props is due. They tell MSK, you were the better men in this match. They give them the respect that they deserve, which Tommaso Ciampa, he's all about. You, give, you show me respect, I give you respect. That's just how Ciampa is. We all know Daddy is fantastic in the ring. And we know that he loves to give people props where props is due. And he really does. He gives MSK props where props is due. Well, in the middle of their promo for MSK, they get attacked by none other than Oni, Lorican, and Pete Dunne. Well, Thatcher and Champa turn it around and they beat the daylights. I mean, beat the daylights out of Pete Dunne and Oni, Lorican, leaving them lying on the ground. I'm going to say right now, if you're challenging Toothless Timmy, that's what they call him, Toothless Timmy, and Daddy to a match, you're insane. You don't want the Blackheart and Toothless Timmy on having them on your radar, you being on the radar. You don't want it. It's not good for you. It's not going to fare well for you. It's stupid to make that move. And Pete Dunne and Only Laura can find out the hard way how stupid it is to go after these two. They're dangerous. It's dangerous to challenge them, and that was dumb. It'll be interesting to see if NXT puts a match against them, because I promise you, Blackheart and Toothless Timmy are going to come out the winners. I'm sorry, Pete Dunne stepped on the wrong toes. He went after the wrong person. That was the dumbest thing you could ever have done. He should have stuck with Samoa Joe where he knew he was safe. Then we get, of course, another women's division match. Jessica Kamea and Aaliyah with Robert Stone versus Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. This match is a great match. Gotta give Casey and Carter props for props due, but I also gotta give Aaliyah and Kamea props for props due. Aaliyah's been on fire. This girl has been incredible. Robert Stone is not utilizing her like he should. She's amazing in-ring performer. Absolutely incredible. And, and Jesse Kamea, just as good. I mean, they're both, all four women are absolutely spectacular. And this match is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Of course, Casey Catanzara and Caden Carter do win that match. But it's what happens after the match that has everybody in the WWE Universe scratching their heads. After the match, as Stone always does, he goes in there to help his ladies up because he feels bad. That they lost. He feels absolutely humiliated right along with them that they lost. He gets Kamea up and he goes over to help Aaliyah. And Aaliyah smacks him away. She wants nothing. No, don't touch me. Get away from me. I want nothing to do with you. She literally gets up and says, to, to me, gets in Robert Stone's face and says, I'm done. I'm done. I've done more for you than you've ever done for me. Yay, Aaliyah, stand up for yourself. Woman power, put him in his place. She goes, I'm done. 
and smacks him. I mean, smacks the taste out of Robert Stone's mouth. He doesn't see it coming. Kamea has her hand over her mouth. She's in shock. Well, then he tries to go mad at her, so she basically unloads swings on him, drops him to the ground, swinging for the fences. He gets back up. She punt kicks him in the gut, dropping him again. Go, Aaliyah. Put that man in his place. He hasn't done anything for you. Way to go. And then she turns around, blows a kiss to Kamea, and walks out and heads up the entrance ramp. Well, as she's heading up the entrance ramp, Frankie Monet makes her appearance and stops Aaliyah at the entrance ramp. She smiles at Aaliyah and then turns and walks, tells Aaliyah to stay, walks down the entrance ramp toward Robert Stone and Jesse Kamea, who are absolutely, Jesse's in shock. She walks in the ring, looks Jesse Kamea up and down for a second, basically like she's sizing her up to see what she thinks. Looks at Kamea and tells her to follow her. Basically motions, follow me. Come on. Come with me and Aaliyah. Let's go. Kamea turns around, takes her feet, shuffles them behind her, like basically like she's kicking dirt on stone. Walks down the ramp, or walks down the steps, walks up to the top of the entrance ramp, and we have Aaliyah, Frankie Monet, and Jesse Kamea. I'm telling you guys, this is going to be a killer storyline. About dang time they gave Frankie Monet the props where the props is deserved. You've got three of the best women standing together in one group. This is going to be interesting to see. If WWE's Nick Khan doesn't screw it up and throw one of them to Raw or SmackDown, it's going to be interesting to see what happens between Frankie Monet Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea and what these girls are going to do in NXT. It's going to be interesting. Poor Robert Stone. Should have helped. You should have helped Aaliyah out. You really should have. I'm sorry. Your loss, Frankie Monet's gang. Valkyrie is back. And now we move on. Apparently backstage Joe didn't work with Carrie uh, Cross, so he's going to try it again. He walks into another gym and of course Johnny Gargano's getting ready for his fight with Karrion Cross. He's, you know, sizing up, getting some exercise, and then, you know, getting ready, getting pumped up for his match. And Joe walks up to him and goes, gives him a few directions on his match, saying, look, this is my directions. This is what you need to follow. You know, make sure you don't do this. Make sure you don't do that. Make sure Austin Theory's not involved. You know, make sure nobody gets involved. As long as you follow my rules, we'll have a great match. He looks at him and goes, don't worry, Joe. I'll be the law-abiding citizen tonight. I'll follow your orders to the letter. You ain't got to worry about me. I'm not carrying cross. I will do exactly what you tell me. Joe smiles and says, thank you, and walks off. Well, as he comes around the corner, he runs into Pete Dunne. Here we go again with the stare-off between Joe and Dunne. Dunne and Joe would be an incredible match if they let him do it. This build-up between Dunn and Joe is just getting absolutely interesting to watch. Waiting to see what's going to happen between these two because it's absolutely incredible. Every time they have a stare-off, I'm waiting for one of them to punch the other. I'm waiting for there to be a, you know, a fight. I'm just waiting for it. But Joe, of course, does what he's supposed to. Unless he's provoked, he doesn't get involved. But I know Samoa Joe. It's only a matter of time before he gets tired of this and he's just going... Haul off and hit Pete Dunn. I'm waiting for it. I'm just waiting for it. 
I mean, come on. Look what he did to Adam Cole. But he was provoked. He was provoked. But it's a matter of time before he gets his hands on Pete Dunne. I just, I just foresee it. Well, we get back to the L.A. Night camera grind story. I'm loving this. I'm absolutely loving that they're keeping up with this and that we're seeing all of it as it goes down. But, of course, we're at, camera, you know, we're at L.A. Night's house and Cameron Grimes is sitting by the pool. He's sitting poolside with a drink in his hand and he's wearing a Speedo. All nice and comfortable, nice and cozy. Yes, guys, you heard me correctly. A Speedo. And he's happy. Well, L.A. Night happens to be walking through there and sees him through the glass door by his pool and he's not happy about it. Butlers are not supposed to be sitting on their butt. They're supposed to be doing what they're supposed to do. So he walks out there and he says, why aren't you doing what I told you? I told you to mow my yard. That's what I told you. Why aren't you doing it? Cameron Grimes goes, hey, I'm a butler, right? I can do whatever I want. I paid a boy in the neighborhood to mow the yard for me. Tell him, hey, you want to make some extra bucks? Go mow the yard for me. Yeah, I'll pay you when the job's done. Go ahead. Boy agreed to it. When I tells him, when I tell you to do something, you do it. You don't get somebody else to do it for you. That's not what butlers do. You do what I tell you to do. And you say, yes, sir. You smile and you go do it. That's what you're supposed to do. And he tells him, you're not going to pay this kid. You're not going to pay this kid any money for doing your job. Because it was your job, not his. You're not going to pay this kid at all. Well, the kid comes up and hears it. He doesn't like it. The kid does not like the fact that he's being told he's not going to get paid for mowing this yard. So... He doesn't kick Cameron Grimes. He kicks L.A. Knight in the leg. L.A. Knight is literally hurting in pain. Cameron Grimes gets up being the good butler that he is. Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you okay, sir? And he accidentally, inadvertently, knocks L.A. Knight into his own pool. Absolutely incredible. I absolutely laughed till I cried. It's absolutely incredible. I'm telling you, you need to go check this segment out. Go to your social media, type in the Kevin Grimes, Grimes LA Knight Butler story. I promise you guys, you're not going to want to miss this. It's absolutely incredible. It's so funny. Looking forward to seeing what's going to happen next. Looking forward to seeing where this goes and how far this I'm telling you guys, Ted DiBiase is going to get in this somehow. I'm just not quite sure where, when, and how. But I'm loving it. So then we get back to the Capitol Wrestling Center. And who do we find in the ring but Adam Cole Bebe. He is in the ring. And he's telling everybody, look, I told you so. I told you I was better than Kyle. I don't know how many times I have to say it, but I've said it. I'm better than Kyle. Yeah, I may have lost in the unsanctioned match, but I never lost to him on paper. Unsanctioned match is an unsanctioned match. It's not on paper. On record, I beat him. He's never beaten me. On record, I won. So, here's what I got to propose. I don't want to talk about Kyle anymore. I'm done with the Kyle O'Reilly story. I'm ready to move on. I I'm finished with it. I'm fed up to hear with it. I don't want to hear it anymore. There's something else I want to talk about. There's someone else in NXT I want to talk about. And I want to talk about Samoa Joe. Here we go again. Another superstar going after Samoa Joe. You guys are pushing it. Between Karrion Cross, Pete Dunne, and Adam Cole, I swear Samoa Joe's got probably going to have to have his head on a swivel. Because everybody's coming at him in all directions. I mean, who's next? Who knows? 
But he's like, look, I want to say Joe first is a coward. He's absolutely a coward. Putting his hands on me in the middle of a Kylo Riley uh, uh, attack. Really? You gonna put your hands on me, boy? You gonna choke me out? Uh, that's not gonna fl fly. That's not gonna fly with me at all. And basically, you're an overpaid security guard. Ooh, burn! Ouch! 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 That, if that don't get Joe to come out, I don't know what will. Well, he says, and I want to say, nobody in the back has the stones to face me. Nobody. Nobody's got the bra brave enough to come out here and face me. Well, he's wrong. Bronson Reed's music hits, and Bronson Reed makes his way to the ring. Literally walks in that ring and walks right up to Adam Cole without even flinching. Reed doesn't even budge. Walks right up to him. And Cole basically hits him. I mean, goes to hit him with a super kick. Reed ducks it. Slings Adam Cole across the ring. And then literally crushes him in the corner. Joe Walker basically... Beats, beats the heck out of Adam Cole. Adam Cole eventually gets out of the ring. He rolls out. He wants something to do with Bronson Reed. He starts backing up the dang entrance ramp. And guess who comes out? Samoa Joe. And he walks right up to Adam Cole and goes, Overpaid security guard. And they have a stare off. And literally, you can cut the tension with a knife between these two. I'm telling you, Samoa Joe is a busy man tonight. He is a busy, busy, busy man. He's having to deal with Pete Dunne, Karrion Cross, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole. <laughs> Who's next? Who knows? I mean, this is, Joe's a busy, busy man. Plus, he's got to get ready for a match. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And then we move on to the main event. NXT. Championship match. Karrion Cross versus Johnny Gargano with the special guest referee Samoa Joe. We knew this match was going to be brutal. We knew that Gargano was going to be took to his limits against Karrion Cross, and he is. It is absolutely a brutal match between these two. Karrion really showcases what this man is capable of and why he is NXT champ. It is, I mean, Gargano tries everything he can to get the one up on Carrion. And everything that he tries, one final beat, Carrion, you know, he counters it. The Gargano escape, he counters it. He gets three Gargano escapes in, he gets out of it. He, but Johnny, in the same token, Doomsday Sumacina, counters it. Yeah, Crossjacket counters it. He counters everything. They're countering each other's moves. At one point, finally, finally, Karrion Cross gets the cross jacket on Gargano. And Gargano looks like he's about to fade. We're about to see Karrion Cross retain his title. Gargano, with one final inch of energy that he has left, manages to get to the ropes and gets his arm on the rope and is hanging on to it while he's still in the cross jacket. Karrion won't let go. I mean, literally, Joe is counting and Carrion won't let go. So, Joe comes over, grabs Carrion, and pushes him off of Gargano to give Gargano time. Because Gargano, rope break. Immediately, rope break. Carrion ain't happy. He's not happy. And he literally gets in Joe's face and basically tells him, You're messing with my match. I'm warning you. Stay 
out of this. They go at it again. Back and forth, back and forth. They get outside the ring. Literally, Gar- Gargano's running for his life. He's trying to get away from Karrion Cross. He whips around Scarlet. He's trying to get away. He gets hit with a clothesline, gets took down. Karrion goes, grabs the steps, and walks over Karrion these stairs. He's going to drop these stairs on Gargano's head. He's not playing. All of a sudden, the stairs get yanked out of Karrion's hand, and Samoa Joe is holding the stairs. Joe throws the stairs down and goes, no, you're not going to win that way. You're not going to cheat. You're not going to DQ yourself out of this. No, you're going to have a fair fight between Gargano and you. Again, Karrion is mad. Karrion tells Joe, I'm warning you, stay out of my match. Back and forth again. Literally, back and forth. Three Gargano escapes. He taps and he gets out again. He, you know, Doomsday, the Doomsday Device, he gets out of it. It's absolutely back and forth, but it ends with him finally getting a cross jacket on Gargano, and Gargano passes out. No response. Joe holds his hand up twice to try to get him to respond. No response. Still your NXT champion, carrying Cross. Cross is out there in the ring. Of course, Scarlet comes over there, holds his hand up. Joe comes over to hold his hand up. Karrion ain't having it. He walks away. Heads for the ring ropes. We think he's leaving. So Joe's standing there, you know, being the referee that he is, checking on Gargano, make sure Gargano's okay, make sure that he's responding, that he's coming out of it, out of nowhere. Literally, guys, out of nowhere, Joe gets put in a cross jacket. Karrion comes out of nowhere. Joe doesn't even see it. And he puts him in a cross jacket and holds it until Joe passes out. Carrion grabs his belt, walks out. NXT champion walks out. You can only imagine. Now remember what William Regal said. Don't get involved with anybody. Don't get into a confrontation with anybody unless you're provoked. Guess what Carrion did? He provoked Samoa Joe. So we can only imagine what is going to happen next week on NXT with Samoa Joe and Carrion Cross. This isn't over. But in the same token, Carrion did warn Joe to stay out of his match. Joe didn't get involved in his match once, but twice. Granted, he was doing his job as a ref. I get that. But still... I've told you, you get on the Doomsday Sumacita's radar, you're on it. And he's going to take you out. It's a matter of tick-tock. matter of when it's going to happen and where it's going to happen. So I foresee Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross literally colliding. And it's going to be a nasty, nasty war. I see it coming. Karrion set it up. It, the wheels are turning. It's not going to be pretty what happens between Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe. I can guarantee you. And I have a sneaking suspicion it might just culminate into being for the NXT title. I have a feeling. It's, it, it's coming. It's brewing. You see it? It's coming. So now we move on to NXT UK for 7.15. NXT, of course, UK opens with a video package from Triple H. Now, we all know what happened a few weeks back. There was a triple threat match between Joe Coffey, Rampage Brown, and Ivan Dragunov. 
a great triple threat match. Absolutely incredible. Three of the best in NXT UK bringing it to the ring. Of course, we know Ivan Dragunov did win that match. But what happened afterwards when Walter come out and inadvertently attacked Dragunov, we knew, we knew this was the setup for Walter versus Dragunov Part 2 for the NXT UK Championship. We knew it was coming. It was a matter of time as to when this was going to happen. In the video package, Triple H lets us know that Dragunov versus Walter for the NXT UK Championship Part 2 will happen next week on NXT UK. He lets us know this. Setting up for the press conference between Walter and Dragunov. And they're in the ring. You've got, of course, your little you know, your little press conference going on. Sid, who is the, the assistant GM, basically welcomes everybody to the ring. Dragunov and, of course, Walter are in the ring. And he tells them, now, gentlemen, as we discussed in the back, there will be no physical violence tonight. The two of you will not tear each other apart. You will not fight until... It is your fight for the NXT UK Championship. Do you understand me? Walter and Dragunov, of course, agree. And he says, okay, so let's get this press conference on the way. Is there any questions from anybody out there in the audience? And, of course, we've got our little newscasters out there. And one of them asks Walter, does he feel like his championship is under threat? Walter, of course, says no. Typical Walter. He's been champion for 830 days. I highly doubt the man has any worries about his championship. He's dominated everybody. He's the longest reigning NXT UK champion in history. And he's the longest reigning champion, period, in WWE. So you can only imagine. Walter ain't worried. He ain't sweating. He don't care that he, he ain't scared about his championship. But, of course, he says no. He basically says, you know, he gives praise to Dragunov. Because Dragunov and him did have a heck of a match the first time. If you guys have not seen Ivan Dragunov versus Walter for the NXT title round one, it's an absolutely incredible match. Dragunov almost had Walter. He almost beat him that night. It's that good. It's an incredible match between two very powerful in-ring competitors who really bring it and give it all they got. So it was an, it's an incredible match. But he does give praise to Dragunov. He says, but he can't beat me. There's no way he can. He couldn't beat me then. He can't beat me now. There's no difference between now and then. No difference. So then another person asked Dragunov, uh, what did he learn from the last time he faced Walter? I told him I learned a lot about myself. He says, I learned a lot about, you know, what Walter's skills are. He goes, when I first got into the match, of course, I did underestimate Walter. I wasn't quite sure what Walter was capable of. But once I got into the ring and started fighting him, I found out real quick that I had to up the ante. I had to be better. I had to do better. And he brought out the dark side of me that hasn't been out in a long time. And he elevated me to the next level. He made me realize I got to get higher. I've got to be right up there with Walter or I can't beat him. There's no way. And he says, look, you know. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this match. I, this time, I'm not underestimating Walter. I've got this. I know I've got it. And I'm going to win the NXT UK Championship this time. There is no doubt. I know I've got it. I, I'm ready for him this time. I'm not underestimating him. So then they ask him, basically, uh, what do you guys expect from the rematch? 
Well, first, Dragunov calls Walter uh, ignorant. Ooh, that sets Walter off right there. Walter literally sits up in his chair and goes, ignorant. Did you just say I'm ignorant? Did you really say that? Now, guys, picture Walter. Picture the way Walter would look if you call him ignorant. That's the dumbest thing you could ever do. But Dragunov does. And he goes, oh, I'm ignorant, huh? Really? Really? <clears throat> yeah. You're afraid of me. You're absolutely afraid of me, Dragunov. I can see it in your eyes. I can see it. I can smell it on you from right here. I know you're afraid of me. And I know you can't beat me. I know you can't. You couldn't beat me then. You can't beat me now. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, then they start basically going off on each other in Russian. You can't understand anything. There is no commentating to it. There is no, you know, closed caption. You don't know what they're saying, but it's pretty heated. Dragunov then tells him, you know, the difference between this time and last time, you want to know what that is? And Walter goes, oh, please enlighten me on what the difference is. The difference is, this time, I'm walking into that ring, and I'm walking out of that ring with the title. Your NXT UK title. Incredible setup for Dragunov versus Walter Part 2 for the UK title. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in this match. It's going to be an incredible match. It's one I guarantee will be one that nobody will want to miss. There's probably going to be very little matches because this match is going to be so such a dominating match. It's going to be interesting to see, and I'm looking forward to seeing if Ivan Dragunov can actually take that title off Walter this time. My bets are that he can, that he's got it this time, that he's prepared for Walter. Walter doesn't know what he's going up against because this isn't the same Ivan Dragunov he went against the first time. This is a whole new Dragunov, and he's literally going to take that title off Walter. I foresee it, and we're going to see next week exactly what happens. Well, then we see A-Kid sits in the back. And we know what happened with Jordan Devlin and A-Kid. A-Kid's been out because Jordan Devlin injured him. And it was a pretty bad injury. I mean, the leg shouldn't bend the way that Jordan Devlin bent it. It was bad. I mean, pretty bad. And, of course, A-Kid's been not medically cleared ever since the injury happened. Well, A-Kid sees Sid in his office. And he walks in and tells him, Sid, 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 hey, I want to talk to you about something. And Sid's like, I'm really, really busy right now. You know, A-Kid, can we talk about this later? You know, you need to go check with the medical team and make sure that you're okay. You know, we, 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 you know we'll talk about this later. He goes, no. He slams his fists on the table because I want to talk about this now. You're going to give me a match with Jordan Devlin. And I want it to be a 30-minute Iron Man match. Ooh, a kid and Jordan Devlin in a thirty-man, thirty-minute man iron match. <laughs> that could be a really interesting match. Thirty-minute Iron Man matches in any other promotion we've ever seen them in have been electrifying. I'm going to give you an example of one that's been absolutely incredible, guys. If you've not seen it, go check out the thirty-minute Iron Man match between. X Division Champion Josh Alexander versus TJP. It's an incredible 30-minute iron match. You want to see what these matches are about? Go check that one out. They're incredible. So you can only imagine what A-Kid and Jordan Devlin are going to bring to the table if Sid approves this match. 
it's going to be absolutely brutal and it's going to be an absolutely incredible match i'm looking forward to seeing one if sid approves it and two if we get to see it because it's going to be absolutely incredible we also learn next week that the Supernova Sessions with Noam Dar returns. And his special guest next week will be Joseph Connors and Jenny. This is going to be an incredible super... I look forward to Noam Dar's Supernova Sessions. I love when this man does these. They're incredible. We get to know the superstars. You know, Dar likes to pick on them a little bit, but that's Dar. We know that's how Dar is. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do with Joseph Connors and Jenny next week. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to love it, and I know you guys are going to love it. Return to the Supernova Sessions. Well, then we get the match we've all been wondering about. Now, we all know what's been going on with Rohan Raju and Tiamat. We know that Rohan Raju's very first debut in NXT UK, Tiamat broke his arm. We know this. He broke it bad. We've seen in the past couple of weeks, of course, the return of Rohan Raju. And then we see Rohan Raju, a couple weeks ago, turn on Oliver Carter and side with Tiamat. And then last week, we see the little promo between Tiamat and Rohan Raju, where apparently they formed this weird alliance. It's got my head scratching as to exactly what Raju is up to. Is he tricking Tiamat? Is he leading him into a false sense of security kind of like Randy Orton does? What's he up to? Is he really siding with Tiamat or is he playing Tiamat for a fool? It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen but we find out that he does have a match with T a match teamed with Tiamat against Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter. Now we know the feud going on between Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter with him and Tiamat. They have had problems with Tiamat for a while. Tiamat seems to think that Ashton Smith is not family to Oliver Carter. He has this big problem, and I don't quite know what it is. Now we're throwing Rohan Raju into the mix, and it just gets it's, it just gets crazy. But this tag team match is absolutely mind blowing. Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith bring it where the bringing is due, and they really put Rohan Raju and Tiamat through the ringer. It is an absolutely incredible match between these two teams. Absolutely incredible. And of course, Tiamat and Rohan Raju do win that match. But I promise you guys, go back and watch this match. It was not an easy win. They barely squeaked by. And I mean barely squeaked by. Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith really showed they truly are a true tag team. They truly are family. They've proven it. When you're in a tag team, you're family. No matter what. They ride with you. They experience everything with you. They're family. And they proved it right there. I mean, it was an incredible match. Like I said, it wasn't an easy win for, for Rohan. And it wasn't an easy win for Tiamat. But it was a win. But it was still a good match. So then we move on. Of course, we know Emil. She's been really bad because the final boss, Mako Satamora, got her spot and ended up taking the title off Kylie Ray. We know what's going on there. We know everyone's kind of mad about what, you know, what's going on and what happened with them. Well, we know that last week she laid out a challenge for Mako Satamora for her title and we know that Mako accepted. So now we move on to Mako Satamora versus Emil for the NXT 
UK Women's Championship. This is an incredible match. Emile really proves why she should have been in the tournament for Kylie Ray's title. She really proves it. It's an incredible matchup between these two. Absolutely amazing match. Emile does not give Mako an inch. She has to take a mile. It is absolutely an incredible fight between these two ladies. Absolutely amazing. You need to go check out this match. I promise you guys, it is worth the watch. It really is great. I'm not just saying this because it's a women's division match. I'm saying as competitors, this is a match you need to see. Leave the fact that it's a women's match out. They are competitors, and it is an amazing match between these two competitors. It is an incredible match. Absolutely incredible. Of course, Mako Satomura does retain her women's title, but it's not an easy retain. It's Emil makes it very difficult for her. Do I see Emil possibly again going after Mako Satomura, the final boss? Yes, I do. I see it happening. It's just a matter of when and how long it's going to take for Emil to get back to where she is to go after Mako. I see it happening. It's just when it does is the question. So, then we find out some breaking news. I have some breaking news for you guys right now. We just found out on NXT UK that because of an altercation backstage between Walter and Dragunov after the press conference, the champion, Walter, suffered a severe injury to his left hand. You heard me correctly. A severe injury to his left hand. So, next week's match between Dragunov and Walter for the NXT UK title will not happen. It's being put on hold until Walter is medically cleared to compete. Guys, this isn't storyline. Go on your social media. Walter posted it on his Twitter. It is not storyline. Walter really does have an injury to his left hand. Go on social media. Look on look it up. You'll see it. It's, I, I'm with you. I thought, okay, they're putting it off. The uh, they created up the storyline, guys. This isn't storyline. Walter really is injured. He really does have an injury to his left hand. So technically, by medical standards, he can't perform. Can't do the match next week. So guys, go look it up. If you don't believe me, go look it up. It, it, it is it is a legit injury. It is legitimate. It's not fake. So then we move on to our main event. The Heritage Cup Championship match between Tyler Bate, of course Trent Seven comes out with him, versus Mark Coffey, Wolfgang comes out with him. Gallus versus Mustache Mountain. This is interesting. I like it. Now for those of you who don't understand the Heritage Cup rules, for those of you who don't know what Heritage Cup rules consists of, it consists of seven rounds. Seven rounds. It can go up to seven rounds. Two minutes in those rounds. Each round has a two-minute time limit. In that round, you have two minutes in to, in to basically either tap or submit your opponent. You either pin them or submit them. You have that in two minutes. When the two minutes ends, there's a break. If there is no definitive winner, it goes up to seven rounds. The one who has two wins, two pins or submissions wins the Heritage Cup. So now we go to the Heritage Cup match. Round one. It's an incredible match. 
Mark Coffey really shows <clears throat> Trent Seven and Tyler Bate why he deserves to be in this match. He really gives Tyler Bate a run for his money. And Tyler Bate gives him a run for his money back. These two tag teams are absolutely incredible. And to see Tyler Bate representing Mustache Mountain and Mark Coffey representing Dallas is absolutely incredible. It is incredible. And their partners standing outside cheering them on. It's an incredible first round, back and forth, but two minutes, there is no definitive winner. It's zero to zero. We go to round two. Another incredible matchup. These two are literally bringing it better than what they did the first round. They are literally tearing each other apart. It's an incredible match. Of course, two minutes, Tyler Bate gets the first pin. So now we're one to zero. Round three. Absolutely good again. Incredible. Incredible. Hard to say who's going to be defending, who's going to win. It's incredible. Back and forth. Hoping that Coffee Coffee can get a pin so we'd be one to one. Absolutely incredible. Gets to two minutes. We're still one to zero. Tyler Bate can't get a hold on Coffee. So then we go to round four. Absolutely. Back and forth. Another good match. Even better than the other matches. Coffee is really giving it all. Giving it to Tyler Bate. He is literally just really showcasing what he's capable of and what he can do. Two minutes. Now we're one to one. Coffee gets a pin. So we're in round five. This is to determine who will be the definitive winner of the Heritage Cup. If we're still one-to-one, we're going to go to round six. If we're still one-to-one at round six, we're going to go to the final round, round seven. Round five. I've hardly ever seen a Heritage Cup make it this far. I'm, I'm telling you, rarely. I've never seen a Heritage Cup get to five rounds. There's normally a definitive winner by round three. So for it to get to five rounds, that tells you what kind of a competitor Mark, Mark Coffey really is. That tells you right there what kind of a competitor he really is. Incredible final, an incredible fifth round. Absolutely incredible fifth round. One minute you think Coffee's got it, next minute you think Bates got it. It's back and forth, back and forth. But it ends with Tyler Bate getting the final pin, winning the Heritage Cup and retaining his Heritage Cup title. After the match is over, there is Wolfgang and Bate and Southern and Coffee are in the ring standing across from each other. You got that little stare down. You're wondering, are they going to fight? What's going to happen? Wolfgang walks up, a show of respect, and hugs Tyler Bate. Coffee extends his hand to Trent Seven. Mustache Mountain and Gallus show res respect to each other as only tag teams would do. The respect is there. And NXT UK ends with one respect from all parties and two Mustache Mountain and Gallus standing tall. It's going to be interesting to see who might challenge Tyler Bate for the Heritage Cup next. Going to be interesting. We see Wolfgang do it. Who knows? It's going to be interesting. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this new respect between Mustache Mountain and Gallus. It's going to be interesting to see. And it's going to be interesting to see. Wonder what Rampage Brown and, Co and Joe Coffey are. It's got my head scratching. Got me scratching my head. Okay, guys. Before I finish this pay, before I finish this podcast, I want to invite all of you. Tell all your friends. Tell everybody. I want to invite all of my listeners 
to a special, special podcast next week. Next week, I am going to have a very special double feature podcast pay-per-view extravaganza for Money in the Bank and Impact's Slammiversary. Go check it out. Again, be there or be square. Check it out. Go see what it's all about. I promise you guys, you won't be disappointed. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Get on Twitter. Put it all over social media. Let them know. Next week, pay-per-view extravaganza, double feature, WWE's Money in the Bank at Impact's Slammiversary. Do not miss it. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So I want to thank you guys again for listening. Because without you guys, like I said, you are the show. You are the reason I'm here. You have a passion for wrestling just like I do. And you love to find out what's going on in the wrestling world. And I love to bring it to you. So I want to thank you so much for listening. Hook me up. Hit me up on my social media. Tell me what you guys think. We don't have to talk about WWE. We can talk about anything in wrestling. From Lucha Libre all the way to Impact. Hell, we can talk about New Japan if you want to. It does not matter. The sky's the limit as to what we can talk about. Also, tell your friends. Tell them to come and give In the Ring with Brandy a listen. I promise if they're wrestling fans, they're going to love this just as much as you do. Follow me on that social media, on my Facebook, on my Twitter, at Wrestling Nights, Nights with a Z, and on my Instagram, In the Ring with Brandy. And again, don't miss out on that double feature podcast, pay-per-view extravaganza. You don't want to miss it. I promise you, you don't. It's going to be interesting. Money in the Bank, Impact anniversary. Don't miss it. Again, guys, thank y'all so much. Because like I said, y'all are the reason the show is here. You're passionate about wrestling just like I am. And I thank you so much for tuning in. I really do. Every week I look forward to bringing you this show and telling you what's going on in the world of wrestling. Again, thank you. I appreciate it. You have no idea. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you. And I'll see you guys next time with more wrestling action. Have a great night.